Hello and welcome to Tales of the Uncharted Territories. Yes, we are still in the midst of Greatest Hiatus and I haven't quite drummed up that third issue of uh, the magazine yet because it has been, let's be honest, mere minutes since we recorded the last one and <laughs> I've just got my phone here, You're not that organised. Breaking the magic. I know, but I kind of, I kind of always imagine that when we're doing these these readings, it's sort of like the 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 audience that normally sits on their side and like they, they buy the tickets and they're and they're quiet when we were talking, and then we're just sort of chilling in the bar with a yeah okay that's a, that's a right if we we've got Scorpius on drums in the background oh my god <laughs> if we Wayne Pilgrim's a very good drummer oh. I mean, if we ever do, like, make it to a convention or anything where we can do, like, a Farscape thing or whatever, then afterward, we're definitely going to hang out at the bar and, and do a little fanfic reading with whoever happens to be around. And maybe they can do voices or sound effects. That sounds fun. Absolutely great idea. Right? <laughs> but so, since I don't have episode three, or episode three of the magazine in front of me, I thought we could do something else that has also uh, come up before, which is... Do you remember how I pulled out that air horn? Yes. Okay, that was because we were uh, about to start reading this story, which has spoilers up to Fractures. But now we've seen Fractures. Ah, yes. 18. So the story is called Talon in Love by Uno Who. Still, I think it's You Know Who. You Know Oh, yeah, you're right, yes. Which was recommended to us by Mystery Tour 7. Thank you so much. Please... You know, do a better job. No, no, I think that's me. This is just a little, a little oversight, and honestly, I should have read it because it's still part of the intro. So, usual disclaimer, and they're not mine. Blah blah blah. Uh, acknowledgement to Runic for not only doing the beta reading, which is essential, but for all the encouragement and support, also essential. And if you Aww. think this voluntary job is easy, try it sometime. It's a whole lot of work for which I'm indebted to him. Oh. Forward, I don't know how Reviathans mature, so I figure my guess is as good as any until TPTB, the powers that be, provide their ideas. Time after fractures, after fractures, epilogue, and spoilers, everything up through fractures. That's where we got our air horns last time. Yes. So, location on Moya, somewhere in the uncharted territories. Oh, you <clears throat> know who says uncharted, just like I thought, instead of uncharted. Oh. Yeah, as if there's, you know, as if there's Uncharted. a charter. Oh, right. That, yeah. I mean, Mar- Moya is not a charter ship, but, yeah. Pilot, why have you called us here? Rigel tucked in under one of Pilot's arms as he asked. The juxtaposition of the diminutive Rigel next to Pilot made John think of Kermit meets Big Bird. <laughs> Only the look in Pilot's eyes kept him quiet. I don't want Talon to overhear. We can't speak over the comms. Moya is worried sick about Talon. She wants you to help. Talon has fallen in love with an... Older Leviathan. The peacekeepers have her in a control collar. He wants to rescue her. Moya wants you to talk him out of it, Crace. Pilot, Talon doesn't listen to me. Crace rubbed the back of his neck now in absence of the transponder. Aaron's son, do you think you can talk him out of it? John waded into the conversation, not giving Aaron a chance to respond. Is Talon the equivalent of what I would call a teenager pilot? For humans, that occurs when we change from being children to being adults, usually at about 13 cycles. Yes, Leviathans mature quickly. They have to survive on their own shortly after birth. Ah, pilot suddenly comprehended. But somebody has to do it. He won't listen to his mother. Aaron? I will try. But I don't think it will do any good, Chris. I think we need to be prepared to leave with Talon. We can't let the peacekeepers capture him, Aaron said. 
I told you he wouldn't listen. He thinks you know nothing of his feelings. Aaron smiled wryly at John and Crace. She's a captured leviathan. He wants to save her, and he's allowing me to help. Aaron finished packing her duffel bag. Crace, are you ready? I'm going to. If you find this leviathan, you'll need more help than Crace, John said. And Moya probably should follow a safe distance behind. Can you do that, pilot? Yes, John, please tell the others, pilot said. Erin slung the bag over her shoulder and handed a notebook to John as she and Crace walked to the prowler. Tell them now, and follow in the transporter. We leave in a quarter arm. I don't think I can get Talon to wait much longer. Location. Talon. Getting ready to leave. John, I couldn't say anything before, but this is very hard for me, being here with you. I realise you are the logical choice for the mission, but I really would have preferred Dargo. Aaron stared ahead, refusing to make eye contact with John. I know. It's hard on me, too. Very hard. We need to talk. And thanks for returning my notebook. I took a minute to glance at it to see what he wrote. Oof. John desperately tried to get Aaron to look at him. Did he start to teach you English? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fun sun gun and... Oh. John could see Aaron wince at that last. But Aaron was not one to avoid the truth. She squared her shoulders and looked directly at John. Yes, he was showing me the shape of the letters and speaking the sound so I could hear. Good luck with English, by the way. <laughs> do you want to continue the lessons? Very much want to do that, John said. Oh, before Aaron could respond, Crace calmed. We are starbursting now. I can't believe Talon did a double starburst. I thought Levines had to replenish their power before doing a second one. Will Moya be able to find us now? John looked from Crace to Aaron, worry plainly evident in his face. He never gave me any... <clears throat> he never gave me any indication that he was capable of doing this when I was tied to him. Crace shook his head in disbelief. That is the least of our worries right now. She's out there, and so is a command carrier. Crace, have they detected us? Aaron struggled to control Talon while she asked this question. It's sort of... I'm imagining that she's on one of those mechanical bulls. Yes, that's what exactly the same thought that went through my head as well. <laughs> like riding one of the command consoles, trying desperately trying to keep Talon in check. But still keeping her voice completely level. Yes. Just balancing herself out by whipping her battle pony around. <laughs> it does not appear so. We can hide behind this moon. It looks like the command carrier is delivering prisoners to the Leviathan, Crace said. Talon, we will do what we can, but you have to get us out of harm's way now, Aaron said. Talon, calm down. Think for a microt. We won't be any good if we are dead and you are captured. Talon ducked behind the moon. We need a way to get on that leviathan without drawing attention. If Talon talks to her, will that give our position away? Crichton said. Leviathans talk over a very different frequency than peacekeepers usually monitor. It is possibly safe for Talon to communicate. But before he does, I found this information in the data Talon has collected concerning... Betty, the Leviathan's name. Crace anticipated John and Aaron and inserted a chip that showed the information that they needed for a safe entry. Hmm. Betty. <laughs> what? I, oh, yes, that was a sick reference to Kung Pao Enter the Fist by Steve yes, Odenkirk. That's the one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Bertie. Bertie. My undies. <laughs> My clothes are red. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of references to an early 2000 film that I think nobody has seen. We should go to Betty in a transport pod. 
And then, no, 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 hold on, it's Aaron. We should go to Betty on a transport pod, and we can key it with this information to allow entry. They will be less critical of an unarmed transport. Aaron quickly installed the information onto the transport pod for their mission, when she noticed John grinning from ear to ear. What is so funny, John? I think we're going on a fool's mission that will get us all killed. (laughs) Nothing. I just can't get an image out of my mind. A cartoon character named Betty Boop. She has this huge head and small body. Kind of reminds me of what Betty looks like. Does Betty have a squeaky voice too? John was snorting, failing to control his laughter. Human, I will never understand you. How can you joke at a time like this? Grace said. Why not? We can die laughing or we can die crying. Either way we die. Might as well enjoy the ride. John tried to regain his humour. I didn't work. Ah, come on. Well done, John. (laughs) So far, so good. John commented as they docked with Betty. Looks like our information is good. We're being ignored. We should head for the pilot. Oh, uh, sorry. Agreed. I don't know who says that, but agreed. Probably Aaron? No. Seems to make sense. So, uh, scene break. Man, I didn't think we'd make it to the pilot's chamber. How many guards are there, anyway? John slid around the bulkhead into the pilot's chamber. They both saw the pilot staring at them, a contingent of DRDs taking a defensive posture by the pilot. Why are you here? Oh, wow. John observed this pilot acted much like pilot. You needn't be alarmed. We've come to help you. Talon demanded we free Betty from the control collar. You may call me Zanea. And who is Talon? How are you going to free Betty? Zanea asked. Talon is a Leviathan. Moyer's child. He is also very dangerous as he is a peacekeeper slash Leviathan hybrid. He is heavily armed and has complete control over the weapons. He also does not have a pilot. All of this seems like completely unnecessary information to Mm. provide. Talon is very willful and he insists we free Betty of the peacekeepers and the control collar. Chris said... Oh, crap. I thought it was John as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he thinks he's in love with Betty, John offered, hoping to bring some understanding as to why Talon was being so stubborn. Oh, dear. Betty is not reacting to this very well. She is much older than Talon. She knows Moya and is old enough to be Moya's mother. Betty's pilot visibly sagged. She was struggling with Betty and this information. You can't free us now. There are over a thousand criminals on Betty, all heavily guarded. Most of them should be prisoners. While Betty would like to have the control collar removed, we both feel it would be far too dangerous for these prisoners to be freed. Can we set it up so that you can release the control collar once the prisoners are delivered to their destination? Grace said. Mm, yes, we can do that. I will guide you, Zania said. There, the last of the links have been made. If you're right, you'll be able to override peacekeeper control at the appropriate time, John said. We'll have to convince Talon to go back to Moya with us, but, you know, kids, they never listen to their mother. No. Yes, teenagers can be very stubborn. Moya and Betty are old friends. Perhaps you can convince Talon that Betty will seek Moya out as soon as she is freed, and that Talon must not try anything now, Zania said. I love the idea of Leviathans just being pals. Oh, yes. And That's then, really nice. And, of course, the best way to, like, with Moya then goes, like, oh, hello, Auntie Betty is here. Why don't you go say hi to Uncle Betty, Talon? Like, pinch just, you know. You know, for some people. Fair point. Hmm. <laughs> It'll be good for Talon to know Betty will find Moya. 
Talon will be anxious. I don't think the age difference means anything to him. He's just a teenager, John said. Moya's mom has got it going on. <laughs> so she's like a lilf? <laughs> Not going there. Dude, I said we weren't going to edit these episodes, so be very careful. So here's to you, Mrs. Leviathan. <laughs> Talon loves you more than you want to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he is just a teenager, John said, yeah. There is another complication. We'll want to see Moya, but she is not interested in men, let alone boys. If Zania could, she would have blushed. And fucking why? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know how Talon will handle that news. He is very difficult to control. Please don't tell him. Oh, shit, this is crazy. Grace <laughs> John's been rubbing off on Grace. I know. <laughs> now, I think that's a very different fanfic that we're definitely not reading. Yes. Oh, it may be too late. Betty is talking to Talon. Oh, you must leave now, Zania said. John and Grace returned to the transport port as quickly as they could without raising suspicion. They left Betty and headed back for Talon, knowing Erin probably had her hands full with his willful teenager. They didn't dare communicate with Aaron and could only hope Betty's transmission was ignored. To their horror, they saw Talon arming as they came around the moon in the transport pod. With the moon shielding them, Crace spoke to Talon over the comm. Talon, let us dock. Talk to us first. There's a lot you have to learn. Don't take out your anger on hundreds of innocent people. Remember, there are over a thousand people on Betty. Talon looked like he was going to blast him into eternity when just as suddenly he withdrew his cannon and let the transport port dock. Hey, Talon, what were you doing? He was just showing off his guns? Yeah, that's... that's, I was about to say, that's no way to impress someone that you're interested in. Some people kind of appreciate that. Polishing the cannon, you know. Uh, I mean, not everyone. It's the kind of thing that you do ask first, but... Yes. Yeah, okay. While they were docking, John asked Crace about Betty. Are Leviathans homosexual? It's known in all species, John. You do know the term. Homosexuality must exist where you're from. Is it a taboo subject? I was just surprised. John reflected on how he really didn't know anything about a Leviathan's sex life. As far as it being a taboo, that would depend on who you're speaking to. I usually don't think about it, but I don't mind talking about it either. That was very close. We really should think about getting a pilot for Talon. We won't be able to control him much longer, Aaron said. Yeah, oh, no, not falling for again. Yes, I wonder if a pilot can control him. He's not a normal Leviathan. Grace looked thoughtful, rubbing the back of his neck. Even with the transponder gone, he still felt connected. It was not a pleasant sensation. Grace told me you were able to wire Betty's pilot collar so that she can override the collar she controls after the prisoners are delivered. Erin sat with John while he ate a late food cube dinner. Her eyes were speaking words she could not say. Oh, yeah. We'll have our hands full with Talon. We certainly could use his power, but it's too unpredictable. I don't want to talk about Talon right now. That can wait a bit. Instead, would you like to learn some English? John opened the notebook to the page with the simple English words the other had written. He then added the word hope to the list, sounded it out, and looked at Aaron. She sat down next to him. John dared to hope. Oh! Oh! Oh, what is going to happen to that hope? It is going to get 
dashed against the rocks of Oh, but this is Farscape. Everything always turns out fine in Farscape. Oh, yes, absolutely fine. Nothing. People ever, always come together and the, the gulfs between them evaporate. Yeah, it'll just be, it'll just be all puppy dogs and, and sunshine. And <sighs> I don't think Talon understands the incredible sort of comfort and, and privilege of being someone's wingman. Can oh. you imagine how how much he could he could learn from from of, about the world from from Betty? Oh, just like you know, like talking up the other Leviathans and cozying up and look. Oh, hello there. You come here often? Yeah, ex- I mean, yeah. She's got she's got game. Oh yes. Right, she's a she's a lesbian Leviathan who knows what she what she wants. She's got these prisoners on board. She's got this collar around her neck. Oh no, don't take the collar off yet. We've got to take care of the prisoners. Like, she knows what she's doing. Boy like that can learn a lot from a woman like oh, that. Yeah, very much so. So, uh, next week we are back to our regular rotation, I believe. Oh, yeah. It's uh, time for episode 319, I-Yench, U-Yench. So we'll see you next week on we So Far Yench for Space Yench. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, what do we say? Do we have a sign-off yet? Ooh, uh, yes, we do. Oh, yes, that's right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>